Back to talking gaming and tech. We're getting into a lot of stories. We have Microsoft news. We have Zelda theories. We have news of the Exorcist reboot wrapping up. One of the most biggest keyboards because a guy wanted to make a keyboard bigger than the giant Razer keyboard they have at their like uh, Singapore studio. So some interesting stories, but the Zelda theory is going to be a lot of fun. Then break down because we're only a couple months away from the release of Tears of the Kingdom, and of course this podcast is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, <laughs> which I have right here. I have some Hell's Fury with me, actually, right here in my cup. Really good coffee. More about them later. And as you know, we are part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Go check out any of the other podcasts within the Dorkening Podcast Network. They're all great. And be sure to check out the couple that we have featured on this episode, which are also really, really good uh, podcasters. One of them we know really personally does a great show, uh, The Weekly Warpipe. Go check them out, especially if you're into nostalgia and retro gaming and all the great stuff that happened like during the late 80s and 90s. Go check it out. But before that, before any of that, before the topics, what have we been doing? What's been going on over here? And why is Bazinga's head halfway in the camera? Anyway. <laughs> halfway so, in the bag. So, Grim, what have you been up to the last two weeks? Uh, let's see. Last two weeks. Oh yeah, building D and D content. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of energy because I've been building D and D content. Yeah, well, for we a have... month straight. Well, since then too, because we also had the. Are you are you still on your stance? We're switching to Pathfinder as soon as we can, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. When these two games end, we're going to Pathfinder. But that's now more of the simple fact that I don't have to deal with any add-on troubles because the Pathfinder game inside um, inside Foundry is a professionally put together mod. Mm-hmm. They don't allow like they allow certain mods, but like it covers everything. So like the minute you load up the Pathfinder thing, everything works. I don't have to build spell it's effects, magic. Uh, all I have to do is assign like animations if i want yeah but everything just works you don't have to program anything and when you build like weapons and shit it's all pre-programmed so it's easy to build stuff yeah yeah it's just a smoother experience building stuff is annoying um but like i'm joking but basically i have literally been building content for a month straight because i want the last half of the game for dragon quest to be like an open world section so just to give you a hint, I have seven new files, and each file has about ten maps in it. Hey, Grim, real there's... quick, where, where's your mic? It's right in front of my face. Talking to it? It's right here. No, he's talking Howdy to you. Howdy doody. He's coming through the... You're coming through the other mic. That's what Yeah, you're coming through the headset. The headset's off. You see the little red light? Yeah, but it's... You can tell because... No, you... it's off. Hit nope. the microphone. Maybe Hit the it's microphone. coming through something else, but it's not yeah, yeah, headset. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely not the mic. To Logitech. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> that's why it sounds so <laughs> weird. Don't sit there and try to talk, tell me that I don't know what I'm talking. No. Well, about. I thought the, the headset. Off. I thought the headset went off. I thought it was off because I saw the red, but you you just sounded different. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you moved the mic, there was no static or anything. Yeah. 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 So. 
Honestly, I don't know why my camera's so dark today, because normally when I'm playing D&D, it's just I have the light in the back, and it's fine, so I don't know what's going on with that. That's fine. Mm. Like, that oh, yes. is odd. <clears throat> he is pretty loud, though, Stuart. So, yeah, anyway, um, okay. so yeah, I basically have seven folders with a good ten to, to the seven to ten maps in each folder, because there's about seven other regions of the world map, and I want them all built map-wise, so that no matter where you go, I can easily piece together what what you're doing. Yeah, because I want you guys to have freedom in the last half of the game to do whatever you want. You're going to be given a job and told find out how to do it your way. So, real quick, get your hot take because we went through the whole controversy. We covered it on the last podcast about D and D. Uh, with Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. Um, and they have completely backed out now. They're not doing anything that they were said they were going to do now. They've completely pulled everything back. Um, and now, I've seen a lot of D&D people say they don't trust them and they don't care, and they're yeah, going, they're and, and they're going to Pathfinder. No point in about it. Uh, so but are you, are you on that stance? Not You're not trusting them? Yeah, they're lying. Okay. Like, they, let's put it this way. Even if they can't do what they're doing with the, the OpenGL, they're just the greed you saw the greed there they're gonna oh, yeah. come up with other oh, yeah. bullshit yeah. ways it will be something like you want to use their their virtual tabletop and then they won't allow you to upload pictures or tokens or anything like that you'll have to buy all the stuff you want to use they'll they'll find another way to be greedy and disgusting about it yeah so i'm just whatever D is not important to me it's the tabletop gaming we're using D as a system yeah. to play this game if i can get everybody to enjoy another system it's still the same thing at the end of the day we're playing a uh we're playing a tabletop dice based rp game yeah it doesn't matter if i'm playing D D or if i'm playing pathfinder very true yeah no, hell it doesn't matter once i learn cyberpunk we're gonna play it we're gonna play cyberpunk red oh okay because i still want to play a cyberpunk campaign people that'd be sweet yeah, it was fun. It was I really enjoyed the Cyberpunk. <laughs> God, I don't know, dude. There were things that fe- I I was liking it, but it fell apart. There were a lot of people that weren't enjoying what was going on with yeah. the characters. Yeah. But realistically, I'm going to do a Cyberpunk campaign, and I'm only going to have people who are committed to playing in it. Mm. Because I really, I just I I can't run three campaigns at once. Well, no, one no, is no. fully built. That's the issue. Like, if I want to, because I told you guys I want to do a like a mini campaign. Yeah. The mini campaign will be built before we ever play it, so I don't have to spend any time each week building. All I have to do is spend an hour before we start prepping, mm. and then I can build a mini campaign. But actually having to build stuff constantly every week for three campaigns was really, really freaking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, all, I that's won't all. be doing it that way again. It will be a different system involved with that. All right, so Bazinga, what the heck have you been up to? Uh, n- nothing really. I uh, played a little bit of Dark and Darker with Grim yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yep. I'm, I'm so much better than Grim at it. Oh, that, that <laughs> this dude got himself killed multiple times just by walking in front of my weapon while I'm killing. <laughs> oh my players. god! Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's uh, I don't it's think... all his fault too because he played a he played a fighter. I was playing a fighter. I was hoping he'd play a range character, but he did not. Oh, oh, we played some uh, like a WoW thing too. That was kind of fun. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna play more of that. That's for sure. Yeah, that was fun. Bring back memories right there. Hmm. That's that's it for me. 
That is it. Okay. With gaming, yeah. With gaming. So, we did. So, this week, I do want to talk about real quick is that our TikTok completely blew up. If you don't know, we actually do have a TikTok. I was reluctant to actually do one. But over these last two weeks, our TikTok completely blew up for some weird reason. We have, I'm not sure people love the tech tip of using a USB to install a whole bunch of ISOs onto one USB drive. So. And yes. my VR headset video. Yeah, the VR headset blew up, and then all of a sudden we went to yeah. So we had a hundred. We had a hundred uh, sub or follows on last Thursday, and now we're at a thousand. Eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Sorry, yeah, yeah. we're at eleven hundred follows, and we get close to a hundred followers a day now. Yeah, right now. So that's not bad. on, on average, it. which is crazy. Um, and the Ventoy ones at like what you said, sixty something, sixty something thousand views. Yeah. So, yeah, if TikTok fans, thank you for supporting us. Um, but remember, we have a YouTube, youtube.com slash techprimemedia. Go check it out. We have a lot of great videos over there yeah. as Six, well. 63,000. 63,000. And the, the VR was at 41. Damn. So, yeah. But, and we have well, more coming, obviously. And obviously, we <clears throat> I really like making the long-form content. That's what I'm trying to push. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Come on. Go yeah, check out the long form content on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Check out the short shit on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. we need people who like long form content or no one will ever watch us play D&D. Because mm. we can't turn D... Oh my God, D&D is TikTok. 30 second game campaigns. Oh my God. No, 60 second. If you if you go to our TikTok channel, though, you can uh, actually... 60 seconds. It's like, Nate, you see a goblin. What do you do? Uh, Hurry up, hurry up, man. Uh, I hit it. You you successfully hit it. See you guys next week. Yeah, yeah that's about it. That would all it be. If, if you damage rolls, we'll let you know what happened next week on TikTok damage rolls. If you do check out our TikTok channel, you can see uh, how the mafia would have dealt with D and D back in the day. <laughs> Godfather added D and D into it. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> we got to do some more of that. Yeah, uh, that, that's a cool thing. So anyway, yeah. That's I mostly. I didn't actually haven't played a whole lot of games, obviously, except for like Celeste and some fighting games, uh, which is what I normal routine anyway. Play some real games. Playing some fighting games lately. Um, that's what I've been actually mostly Ready doing. Deep, dark and deep, dark and deeper, or deep darker, whatever with us. Yeah, I need, I need to play that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know the goddamn name. <laughs> so. Um, and obviously, in this past week, we also did shoot that video. Of restoring um, Grim's computer, which mm-hmm. is a video that's going to be coming out hopefully sooner than later. Um, and we had some Her fun name shooting. Is Samantha, asshole. We had some fun shooting an intro to it, uh, which is going to be kind of silly. Uh, <laughs> what do you silly. mean, kinda? Um, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, now Mitch has that computer. So, Mitch, if you're listening to this podcast, hope you're enjoying the computer and it's working out well for you. So. Oh, it worked out. It worked out great, especially how I gave him the computer, and then on our first session with him having the computer, the internet craps out. And we can't even play the goddamn session. That was fun. Oh yeah, but we fixed the internet by the end of that, though. Yeah, I, I've tested it a couple times. I had I had twelve incidences of it running between my computer and Aaron's two laptops <laughs> to see if it would close connection. So hopefully we're good. Yeah, we sh- yeah you should be good by now. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was an odd problem. So that's what I'm into. But so let's get into these first topics, though. Let's see what's going on in the gaming world. What's happening here? Apex Legends is finally adding a team deathmatch mode. That's kind of cool, actually, because I do like the fact of team deathmatch modes. Like when they added in PUBG, they added that like other mode you could go into just to test guns and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I like how the... they did it. They were smart enough to do it right. They started with the battle royal mode. Yeah, would make them a ton of money. Then they added the other mode. Halo, take hints. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's good because it allows you to practice, get used to the the, the character you're playing, stuff like that, uh, and get more comfortable with the mechanics and stuff. Then you can jump into a real match. Um, the same thing like CS:GO has been doing that forever. Uh, like any, if you look online for recommendations of like before you try playing CS:GO, be like they tell you, "I'll oh, go play some death matches, then you can join into competitive games." No, the, um, what they tell you when you want to play CS:GO is that first, like, go look at a video from a game from like twenty years ago, and if you can't stomach the way it looks, this is not for you. Oh yeah, that too. But yeah, <laughs> and if you can stomach the way it looks, come on over and join us. <laughs> this game hasn't changed in twenty years. Yeah, it's still ups. Yeah, but uh, League of Legends doesn't really change that much either. <laughs> but oh, that's, uh, that's not true at all. Well, they've changed somewhat, but not a whole, whole lot. No, if you actually played League of Legends like I, I have, I can tell you. Let's put it this way: the meta and mechanics for for Counter Strike have always been the same. They changed the game so much in League that every time a new season comes out, I get anxiety about playing for like five months, <laughs> and I don't play. I haven't played the new season since I played the the beta test of the new season because they changed so much shit. I'm like, okay, I'm trash again. I don't know how to play this game anymore. Hmm. It's ridiculous how they changed that game. Yeah. And we were just talking about Apex Legends because of the numbers of people play it. Like last week when we were talking about like the death, like basically Halo pretty much dying mm. on how many more players actually play Apex Legends. I don't think Halo was ever alive, but that's just my bias. Well, yeah, but it, it's, it's just one of those things. It shows like, yeah, you do the team death match for your people. Like it's a warm up at this point for people to do team deathmatch it's not your main game mode like halo which is kind of silly like like um, i heard you laugh there Bazinga, but and i know you well, no no i was th just in thinking in your mind you think i'm being biased no I'm no no the last time i think halo was like good where it was winning was like halo 3 the thing the thing i've yeah, always probably, yeah. maintained and people call me a fanboy for it and i don't care because i know i'm freaking right halo would have never been popular if it wasn't for the fact that it came out on a system where nothing else was worth buying. Literally, there were two games on that system worth buying, and that's it. If that if Halo had come out on the PC, it would have been buried by all the other shooters like Unreal Unreal Tournament and Quake and all the big ones that were literally crushing the market. Well, you you, you want to hear something funny? You know what I what did I buy on Xbox for? Um it's you, so probably something terrible. Oh, no. God. Shenmue 2. Well, Shenmue 2 is not bad. But that's what I bought an Xbox for. Uh, an RPG. Yeah, and I, like I said, people think I'm crazy. <laughs> they think I'm insane, but I'm like, you can sit there and name a bunch of games that you like on Xbox. They were either all on other consoles when it came out, or it was Forza. Because it was Forza and Halo were the only two smash hits on that fucking system. I don't think I had Forza. Mm. I might have. I might have rented it. Well, remember that? So remember you, renting? You, take a, you take a market of fanboys because there were Microsoft fanboys before Xbox existed, and they they all run out, which is why the thing sold twenty five million in America. You get the, they run out to buy this system, and the only game on it that anybody ever talks about is Halo. So of course Halo is going to sell ten million copies. It's the only game on. Like you go into a store and you're like, wow, this is all shit. Oh, Halo looks all right. I'll play Halo. And mm. it wasn't a bad game. So of course. You put that game on any other system as a launch title, like on a PS2 at the time, it sells nowhere near as much. Hmm. See, they were always by 
secondary console. Like <laughs> I got the well, did I? Yeah, I had the PlayStation Two. Yeah, you're one. I did not get the play. I got the Xbox before the PlayStation Three, though the 360 before the play because you just couldn't get a PS3. Hmm. As much as like they we, were, they were selling out like crazy. We yeah. can't get into this because it's it, it would take a long conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 would, but but like, we're talking about Apex Legends, everybody. Anyway, so it's, it will be it <laughs> so season sixteen, which will debut on the fourteenth of February, um, is going to be featuring this new team deathmatch mode. You get. Whichever team gets what thirty kills uh, wins the round. Uh, you will need to win two rounds to win the match. So that's kind of neat. Um, like I said, I think it's really cool that, and I guess it's a mode that people have been asking for since the loss of it, since the launch of Apex Legends. Which uh, again just goes to show you that people will get into any game, any game, and then demand that they change the game to fit their freaking liking. Well, no, I would understand if like it was someone like me, I would prefer the battle royale mode, but I want the deathmatch mode just to play like a couple rounds before I jump into battle royale, just so I get used to the mechanics and stuff real quick. Dude, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying it proves the point that I've like. I give you another like dark and darker. If you go <laughs> on Steam right now, all the comments about dark and darker are people bitching. Like it's a bunch of people who are there to play this game and are like, I don't like it. Change it. I don't want to battle. Why is it a battle royal? Why do you have to go into these dungeons and, and collect gear and drop the gear? Why, why can't you just raid dungeons and keep the gear and have fun leveling? Like, they want a different game, but they're on Dark and Dark and bitching yeah, about. It's like, go play another game then. It's the same thing. Like, I, I get why they're putting it in. It's cool that they're putting it in. Mm. But, like, why are you playing Apex if you are, like, seven years into Apex and you're bitching that there's no no deathmatch mode? Yeah, that's just stupid. You know what the game is. Why are you playing Apex if you wanted a, a battle royal? If you don't want to play battle royal? Yeah, no, no, exactly. <laughs> and it's cool they're adding it. I just I don't fucking understand these people. No, you have to add battle royale first in this day and age. And Halo is a not even that, but whatever game it is, like, why are you complaining that there isn't that they don't have that mode when that game is literally just a battle royal? Yeah, and you're like, I want a deathmatch. Go play a deathmatch game. <laughs> I, and the thing is, too, the only deathmatch game I can think of, well, first-person shooter deathmatch game I can think of offhand that does fine with the Battle Royale because it has an insanely good first-person mode, uh, for, yeah, on player mode, is Doom. You mean the new Doom? New Dooms, yeah, are absolutely okay. amazing. Holy and shit. And I'd also like to say... Do they have a I multiplayer? No. I, know, I don't know if they, they might. This, I think they do. going to be someone hip, calling me a hypocrite. I want to point out that I don't care about Halo. I'm telling people that they needed a battle royal to keep it popular. Not that people should be demanding a, another mode in that game like they are in Apex. I'm just saying from a outside looking in, I knew that game was going to bomb because it didn't have a battle royal mode. Yeah. And that's the hot new thing. No, it's Completely true. different topic because I know I'm going to get, you're a goddamn hypocrite. Mm. We, hey, if, if it was good, we would have played it if they had a battle royale. I would have tried it immediately. Yeah, that, that's that's what I I was like. Oh, the, everything about Halo Battle Royal sounds like a great idea. Yeah, unless you're a psychopath. <laughs> okay, Hot Wheels Rift Rally is another mixed reality racer. <laughs> the, the, wow, the Mario, the makers of Mario Kart Live. So you completely up in, did these all backwards <laughs> on the on the on the link. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, and I got the last, the last one is the other thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the mixed reality, which is the one where you control the actual Mario Kart 
yeah from your switch yeah uh and race it around your house in your own obstacles kind Mm -hmm. of thing which is kind of cool um so obviously we have the toilet bowl so now they have one but it's for the playstation 4 and 5 Mm -hmm. and it uh it's literally this, like almost the same thing, but your, car, your cars cha- have their own AR things on them, so they change too. Okay. Um, Do you use the VR headsets to? No, 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 no. Oh, no. You use your car, the TV. Oh. Ooh. The future of racing. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Rift Rally. So they, they you drive around the, the house just like the other yeah game, but it, like I said, it's it's for the Switch now. It's not for the Switch now. Yeah, this uh, one's not for the Switch, but it's for But, the... yeah, it plays on... You, you can also play it on your, your cell phone. Oh. It's just for the PC... I mean, not... Oh my PlayStation God, and PlayStation 4. PS4, PS5, and... Dude, do I need to host this shit tonight? Like, <laughs> I can't talk God. today. And uh, <laughs> your phones and stuff. And tablets. Yeah, and obviously through the screen you see the uh, AR reality from the car. Which yeah. Which doesn't look like your house. It doesn't... Like, you, do, you pop wheelies and shit, and... It, it shows it on that screen too so yeah. it literally turns your car into an ar thing yeah you don't even see the actual car really i guess oh wow <clears throat> that's kind of cartoonifies your car completely yeah. damn i mean that's kind of cool i would have probably loved absolutely loved this when i was a kid oh i know like holy shit. even the mario kart one looked fun but yeah it would have been a weird obstacle course at my house because <laughs> i don't have much room yeah, yeah. Would, until someone steps on your car. Yeah. Hey! Gets, gets stuck on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, but, man. I don't know. I thought it was neat. No, yeah. This is definitely neat. And it's cool that more are pitching in. And I think this is cool. I think kids will love this. Like, I would absolutely love this as a kid. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. This would have been so fun. Um, or if you set it up in, like, a giant warehouse mm-hmm. where you could make, like, a giant course. Yeah. Now, that would be cool. If, if you uh, if it the internet worked that way i'm not sure what the distance of oh how far it can go can work yeah yeah or if you can set up like i don't know but that would be pretty cool yeah and then a lot of things like they have this thing going around the house the one thing people gotta realize is that depending on what's in your walls you can lose signal well yeah that too but we don't know yeah that's there's a lot of factors there yeah um so yeah nope clicked on the wrong one anyway so call of duty so the UK regulator suggests removing Call of Duty from the Activision Blizzard Microsoft acquisition portfolio. Oh so boy, this, they're, this is gonna be funny. They're, they're all fine. They're fine with the acquisition, but you can't get Call of Duty. Sorry. No, you, you want the best part? <laughs> Xbox fanboys are trying to spin this as Microsoft never wanted Call of Duty anyway. They were buying it for Candy Crush. And I'm not <laughs> fucking kidding uh, well you know well okay yeah but you know okay this is the sad fact candy crush is literally their most their their you mean their highest asset they have in it general still at the is. Company. yeah yes but that's People are not still why playing microsoft, that game yeah that, that's not why microsoft's buying it because that game is not evergreen it will eventually die and i'll have to make another mobile game mm. call of duty's never going anywhere yeah but that's not why they're buying the fuck. They didn't go, let's spend $77 billion to get Candy Crush. That's not how well, it works. Well, it's no. just like no, but during your mental portf- yeah. Olympics. Yeah, but during your portfolio, say you're meeting with investors and you're looking to sell your company and you're going to uh, you're, you're gonna highlight your most valuable asset, which is right now is Candy Crush. That is at the top of that portfolio, I guarantee you. Yeah, but that's not why they initiated the deal to buy the, game, the mm. company in the first place. Mm. That's my point. Yeah. 
So. They but they they're initiating the deal because their goal is to make money off of Game Pass. Nobody is paying uh, for Game Pass to get Candy Crush. No. <laughs> they want Call of Duty and um and uh Overwatch because they think that will get them more subscribers. Hmm. And I say and Overwatch because anybody who thinks fucking people who are playing uh World of Warcraft are jumping over to Xbox to play World of Warcraft is seriously stupid. <laughs> oh, come on. But there's a lot <laughs> of stupid people commenting on this entire thing. Yeah, so I've been saying for a while that it's that it's the deal's probably not going to go through and I still think it's not going to go through. Yeah. So Microsoft attempts at acquiring Activision Blizzard is being bought into a question yet again this this time by the UK uh, composition com, can't even talk today and market attorney authority sorry <laughs> attorney authority whose statement suggests that the removal of the Call of Duty franchise from the deal uh, concerns uh, yeah concerns over Microsoft allegedly anti-competitive behavior have been getting brought up ever since the deal was first announced and while some of the though yeah obviously all that stuff that well this is the part where I want Grim to step in right here where we're talking to all the stuff that he pulled up. Um, basically, getting on NeoGAF and reading some stuff. Uh, in general, they the the people opposing it have said that. Uh, hang on a second. No, sorry. Microsoft's own um, reports basically confirm that if they if they get hold of it and put it on day one on Game Pass, that it will have a negative impact on all competition because of the loss of sales because it's now on game pass i yeah. didn't expect you to talk to me at the second name i was in the middle of a deep dungeon let me die all <laughs> right now i can actually pay attention yeah well <laughs> right. it, yeah because i got into the part like yeah let me let me open this up uh, see if i can find what i was reading yeah and obviously yeah. while he's looking for that it's self-evident that quality is one of the most important elements of the microsoft acquisition of acquisition blizzard as one of the most popular and <laughs> perform gaming's franchise. Go, yeah, besides Candy Crush, though. Like, but nobody's play, they're, they're not going to play Candy Crush. I'm I know, but like, if you look at the value of Candy Crush, it's still more value than Call of Duty. I know it's Call of Duty's valuable, but it's... You how know. valuable... How, what about their mobile games? Call of Duty Mobile is valuable, too. Very valuable. I don't know if it's done better than Call of Duty. Candy Crush. But... The reason why is because Call of Duty has a certain fan base where Candy Crush, like I would say a good portion of people with cell phones, might be just playing that just for the hell of it. One third of Call of Duty mobile gamers are playing Candy Crush. <laughs> okay. Call of Duty mobile. Stuff that Microsoft released when they were talking about what was going about their shit basically informs the people who are investigating to find out if the deal should go through or not that if they were to release this on game pass it would severely hurt the gaming market in general because the other markets that they sell the game on would become almost non-existent well yeah and it would also probably hurt the revenue that um activision blizzard as a as the developers getting in for the company obviously they wouldn't be collecting the money but um getting also, money for the next the development 
one of the things they had to they had to reveal when they were uh, releasing these documents and talking about this stuff is that their entire reasoning, as I said before, for Game Pass was literally because they because they're trying to make it look like they're not doing well. So they basically pointed out that they had to bring up bring Game Pass into the picture because their game sales dropped dramatically. And they had to show, like, in graph how bad their game sales became, went before they went and got, uh, started up Game Pass, and their fucking game sales were horrible. Oh, jeez. Like so... I said, nobody believed me when I said the only reason why Game Pass exists is because they can't sell games without it now. So, uh, Candy Crest grossed $1.2 billion in 2021, and then Duty Mobile exceeded $1 billion in 2021. And then Call of Duty Warzone earned around four billion from twenty awesome. twenty to twenty twenty one. Oh, also they might be in trouble too if this other stuff on on the UGAF is true because one of the things they say in their court filings is they claim they have less than fifty five million monthly active users, but they claim constantly in ad representation in Twitter and all that, that they have over 120 million active users. So either they're lying to their fan base, which means they're not in trouble, they're just complete D-bags. Well, yeah. Or they're lying to the court to make it look like they have less people in um, using the system than they do. Well, no, the chances are they're not lying to the court because there's ramifications for doing exactly. that. Exactly. Um, all I'm saying so... is that they would either be lying to the court, which would put them in a lot of trouble, or they're lying to their fan base to make their fan base think that, like, Game Pass is actually successful and all these people are using the system when, in fact, the system is floundering yeah. and they're having a, a severe amount of trouble, which is why they bought Bethesda and now they're trying to buy Activision, too. Yeah. Because they can't win, and when you can't win, you kill your competition. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, the only videos I see about Xbox ever, I get see or recommend to me anyway, is videos go, hey, go buy an Xbox Series S not to play Xbox games. Oh, right here. Because so this, <laughs> this is the beat that keeps going around. Which is this funny. is the, the point of Section 5.64. Microsoft internal documents recognize that adding titles to Game Pass would lead to severe cannibalization of B2B, B2P sales. B2B is buy to play. One internal email suggested uh, exchange stated that. Um, two internal documents stated that. And one it says, and then it says one internal document stated it too. I don't know why it says one, two, three for that when they're all the same thing. So in general, they had to admit that if they buy Call of Duty, even though they could literally go, we're not going to remove it from Sony, they are still trying to mar monopoly and corner the market because they put it on Game Pass and all of a sudden all of Sony's sales disappear and then it's not worth having and they lose money. So it's yeah. a backdoor way. So when they say that they're, they're trying to keep it available for all players, they're lying. It's a backdoor way to try and basically box the market out. Yeah. Because who's going to pay for the game when you can get it for that? You can just get it free on the other console. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. So It's a Trojan horse maneuver. And they're being called out for it. Yeah, so... I would love if they had to break it apart. I would laugh so hard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take Candy Cross and all that stuff that makes side money that has nothing to do with the, the console market and then sit back and watch how you lose more and more players because instead of investing money in your own studios, you're firing your own studios and buying other studios. So I guess Microsoft did offer 
to put Call of Duty on the PlayStation Plus store as well. Oh. Yeah, again, that doesn't fix the problem. On day one, but yeah. That doesn't fix the problem because, see, again, like I said, this is all Trojan horse tactics. Oh, yeah. So let's say let's say they offer that and Sony takes that deal. Sony still loses a ton of money. You know yeah, how? because you're, yeah. Because nobody's buying the game on Sony. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I hit, yeah, the model works for Microsoft because they have a shit, shit sales. Nobody buys their games. That's why it works for them. Putting a game like God of War on fucking on PS Now is just a red line for micro, for Sony hmm. because it sold 11 million copies already. Yeah. So if you take Call of Duty and do that, furthermore, now Sony's only getting a small cut of microtransactions because they're not hosting those anymore. They don't. That it's now Microsoft. So Microsoft's getting the majority of the cut with that shit. Yep. So it's literally a backdoor way to strangle micro, uh, Sony's ability to sell Call of Duty. And you can argue for exclusives all you want, but I understand exactly why Sony's putting up a fight about it. Because the guy who got his ass kicked brought three friends back to, to you know. Yeah, but I can see something like this. So this is why I don't want this happening at all. I don't like big acquisitions in general. I don't like video game companies buying out other ones either. Um, the main reason why, as much as I don't really like Activision Blizzard over, Blizzard over the years, I think they've gone downhill quite a bit. Um, but they'll just die. They'll die as a company. Because it, what will happen once they buy Call of Duty, because we know uh, Call of Duty is done by Treyarch, Ravensoft, um, Infinity, Ward. Infinity Ward, and what's the other one? The There's one other one. Anyway, there's, a, there's like five companies that put together Call of Duty that work together. Okay, I can see Microsoft dissolving most of those, having like two or one, and go making them all work at that same studio, and go, yeah, this is what you have, guys. We didn't need twenty companies to make this one game. That's what they would do, and I can see it happening like way ahead of the, you know what I mean? And then eventually, it's going to come down to you. Yeah, you know, you're getting like one absolutely shitty Call of Duty every two years, because all the people. Well, that they've play, already announced that they're coming out with another one this year. Oh my fucking god. It's because it's because this whole thing has been dragging, so they're like, we're coming out with another one for yeah, 2023. It, it, it's yeah. embarrassing. The whole yeah. thing's embarrassing. I I could care less about Call of Duty, but Jesus Christ, dude, with that money you're spending to get one to buy your way into relevance, you could have hired some people to make you something relevant. And it's embarrassingly sad that every single generation. They do nothing to improve their studios. They just buy someone else's studios. They do it every time. It's far bigger. It's far more than freaking Sony. When Sony buys a studio, it's a single goddamn studio. Like people are like, oh, they bought Destiny, uh, the Bungie. Bungie's a publisher. They publish one game. One game, assholes. They didn't buy an entire market. Like Microsoft is literally trying to buy half the game half the pc gaming market because blizzard's huge on pc and the biggest um shooter market on the planet along with all the other shit that activision has yeah and the idea that people defend this don't understand how how gaming collapses happen oh yeah it's embarrassing if you're supporting it it's a joke grow up yeah, you should yeah. be praying for this deal to fail because it the consolidation is getting bad. Oh yeah, the, I, everything's getting homogenized, and it's it's just creativity's disappearing. 
And if if you're a Call of Duty fan, you're scared because Microsoft's track record is terrible. Look what they did to the Halo game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows what they're going to do to Call of Duty? Uh, let's get... So that's the wonderful news that we hope that the merger does not happen. So it doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point. So we will see. Um, but now we are only months away from Tears of the Kingdom after years of trailers and announcements and whatnot going on. I didn't even get hyped enough to care. So we've had, and obviously we've done, I've done multiple videos of where the storyline's going, where the speculation's going, all that fun stuff. Um, and I guess you could say, uh, well, I have to still analyze the last trailer, which is probably happening right now. No, um, not yet. Uh, not yet. I've been uh, watching. They yeah. made some big announcements, though. It's, it's yeah, it's going to be the, probably the closing trailer uh, for the, fi the full trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, at the, Mike, the Nintendo Direct. But anyway, so one of the things I want to get into, so bring up the PDF. So as you can see here on this PDF, the first thing I want to get into is the Zelda logo. So every single Zelda game will tell you what the game is about. And this is obviously very apparent in Breath of the Wild because we have the very worn state of the logo highlighting 100 years of decay that's happened throughout Hyrule along with the Master Sword. And then we have the Sleeping Princess on the logo as well showing that, yes, Zelda is in a sleeping state. Where? Right there, the flower. The bitch needs to get up. She's on the flower. That, that's what, what kind the, of princess that, sleeps through the decay of the, the kingdom? The, the, prince, the flower is called the sleeping princess. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So, <laughs> and obviously, in Twilight Kingdom, we have obviously that little crown thing and the wolf showing the transformation. You're going to be, I mean, using these, and then obviously in the, um, yeah, basically, and the the whole link to the the past, though, whatever we call it. Anyway. Link between worlds. Speak. Between worlds. I gave him talk today. Have a drink. I know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Too, too much coffee. Too much coffee, yeah. A link between worlds. Anyway, we see the light and dark Triforce uh, highlighting the two different uh, parallel worlds uh, of the light and the dark um, and showing that's the whole theme of the game. So, and then we get down to, obviously, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom which we still have a still very worn look because we're still in the world of Breath of the Wild. And now we have a completely broken Master Sword that's been partially repaired by the magic that we see Link wielding along with the same magic, if you scroll down, to the same magic that's being used to hold what is clearly Ganondorf, Ganondorf from Twilight Kingdom. I mean, not Twilight, yeah, from Twilight Kingdom. Uh, being held by these magic by his chest, like being held in by an arm that we don't know who that arm is. A lot of people, that's what we're going to get into speculation of, because it could be the arm of the goddess, could be the arm of Medea, uh, Medea, 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 yeah. Medea goes yes, to Zelda. Medea. <laughs> <laughs> make another shitty movie. Uh, Minda, sorry. Yeah, Minda, uh, the princess Minda. Uh, so, and obviously we know that hand kind of envelops around Link's arm kind of thing, and he has his own power kind of thing going on. Uh, which is this green magic. So now we're going to get into the speculation of who is this creature. Now, in my first theory video, I said that's Minda uh, from the Twilight Kingdom, which is still very true. Minda. Minda, yeah, it could very well be Minda. Christ, we're um, talking theories, doesn't even know the names. So we do <laughs> see, though, in this image, there's going to be seven tiers, which I'm guessing that's going to be a hint. That's going to be seven dungeons, seven tiers, da-da-da. They better have the dungeons, dude. Um, it's. So, I did not like the dungeons in that other game. So, um, and she's obviously she's coming down on a platform, obviously from the sky. Um, so 
the thing is though the other thing in that logo is what does the ouroboros stand for in the logo in the new logo because it's obviously got to mean something so does everybody know what the ouroboros means in general because throughout zelda games they pull a lot of different stuff uh from buddhism and all that stuff uh ouroboros obviously was originally found in ancient egypt um it's a symbol of eternity life and death back and forth kind of thing um and coming together so and we can see so the thing here we see obviously a the speculation is that's Princess Zelda grasping hands with whatever this creature is, which people could speculate that could be Hylia. Uh, so the god Hylia. Mm -hmm. um, forming a bond. Now, if you scroll down... Dude, I don't have a clue what he's talking about, do you? So, well, the thing I've is, though... images. So, yeah. Scroll down. So, yeah. Forming the bond with Hylia. So, and before I get into this next part, because I want to set the stage for it. So, Hidamoro, uh Fujibashi is the director of a lot of Zelda games. Um, and mainly, he was in a lot of the kind of coordinating and writing roles in like Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild. Um, he was the scenario supervisor for Age of Calamity, which was the uh, kind of like the Hyrule Warrior version of it. And he's also the director of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but he was <laughs> the big thing. He's also in the Minish Cap, uh, the Four Swords, and oracle season or ages uh but the big thing is skyward sword and the reason why i say that is because we notice a lot of the same themes and it seems like this director here uh really wants to bookend his games that he's directing mm -hmm. whether that means this is, might be his last zelda game he's going to direct or he just kind of wants to set like a stage in a sense uh, and by bookends, I mean the Zelda timeline. So if you scroll down, I put the Zelda timeline there. We know all there, there's a split time. Scroll down. So uh, we have this. We have the Zelda timeline, and it starts with obviously Skyward Sword, and goes to Minish Cap, then Four Swords, Ring of Time, and then the timeline splits into three different variants. Uh, ones like the you know that here. story, that timeline that didn't exist until they made the book about it because they needed to keep people happy. Um, then we have the obviously three of them, like the fallen hero, hero and then <laughs> the hero of triumph, and then obviously the one where the whole Hyrule sinks. Um, and then E.G. Oromora, Umano, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh name. my god, dude! Unorma, anyway, series. Series producer, well, of course, <laughs> at the, yeah, so he was asked in an interview. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> he was asked in an interview. <laughs> Where is this? Was when Breath of the Wild was first coming out. He said, "Where is it?" In, he was asking every multiple times, "Where is it in the timeline?" Uh, and he said, "Well, of course, it's at the end." But I get you were asking which timeline it is. Um. So, and obviously, the director later on revealed, which is the other guy, revealed it's at the end, and it's all the timelines together. Um. So, and the reason why that is because it even says in Breath of the Wild, it's been over ten thousand years. Um, since we've last encountered this hero. So all those story, all those other games are all myths and legends that are all in Breath of the Wild. All those stories are in Breath of the Wild uh, from every single game. and But they're all just myths and legends. That nobody knows if they're real or not real. Um, and then we get into the symbol here of the Ouroboros on the temple. If you scroll down. Scroll down. So it's on the first temple, which is probably one of the first sky temples you go to, or the entrance to the sky temple, 
or whatever it's going to be, but the Ouroboros is clasping in on itself. And if you notice the one thing with this, this is the same way Princess Zelda, who it is, if it is Princess Zelda and could be possibly Hylia, are grasping hands instead of the Ouroboros kind of going in on itself. Mm -hmm. um, so this could be a joint effort. And if we remember back to Skyward Sword, the origin story, um, we know that Hylia raised up Hyrule or called down. We don't know because it's a myth at that point in Skyward Sword. So we don't know the complete truth because it's all just a passed down story. Uh, the the islands that you mean the floating islands okay um to save the kingdom of hyrule from calamity from the the, the all that red goo or we want to call it the mm -hmm. the uh which i just, malice that's the word i'm looking which for. i just saw in the trailer yeah the malice uh, that is corrupting Hyrule. And what would you need? You need a floating kingdom. So if this is, say, the goddess Hylia bringing the floating, which is also the sacred realm, uh, which is tempted to be at the sacred realm, which is the floating islands, uh, that means that could eventually be, because obviously I think there's going to be some timey-wimey stuff happening in this Not timey-wimey stuff. Timey-wimey stuff. Because if we if they go with the whole Ouroboros theme and the beginning is the end, the end is the beginning, that would mean Zelda possibly gets thrown back in time when she gets thrown down that pit. Mm -hmm. She is the one to become Hylia, the goddess Hylia. That the, would be incredibly stupid. So, and it, it loops and it, it loops back in on itself, and so that Breath of the Wild is the last game, and. Uh, Skyward Sword is the first game, but it goes from Breath of the Wild to Skyward Sword and then back around again. Vroom, vroom, and just oh, if, if a never ending made, curse. If um, they turn Zelda into a princess, I mean into a goddess, I'm never playing another Zelda. Well, she is a goddess. Like the like she is, she has the blood of the goddess in her. That's the Yeah, that's, I don't mind the blood of the goddess, dude. But I like the idea of her being a normal character, like he's a normal person. Like he just the princess of legend or something. I don't like the idea of like them turning her into this uber goddess. Well, she would be the she'd become who the legends know as Hylia, and they didn't realize that she's actually one of the future princesses that got thrown back in time. Possibly. And back and forth. And she was endowed with the ability from the obviously the three goddesses. Um wow. so and that's all speculation because I'm just going by the evidence we have from the trailer, which is a new trailer probably just dropped, uh, which you might have a little bit more evidence. We'll have to, I'll have to speculate on again. Well, there was uh, a lot of the red stuff. Of course, that's all the malice. That's just the corruption uh, that's uh, taking over Hyrule. Um, but it'd be kind of cool because um, it would allow kind of this director to set his mark on the game. Like, hey, I created the beginning and the end, and they connect to each other. They loop back around. It leaves... 10,000 years of space. I saw one person, um, because this is like a theory that's been kind of devised by, by just by myself, by a bunch of people within the theory community. Um, some people are saying if that is actually the case, uh, there's no room for any originality. It's like, no, there's 10,000 years between games. There's tons of room to make any kind of game they feel like it. Not really, because they still, at the end of the day, Hyrule has to survive long enough for that all to loop together. Yeah, but we so know they can't we, make, they we can't do anything original. They can, they can do of the box. They can do anything because we don't all everything in Breath of the Wild 
that's described that's happened before that it's described as myth and legend so it doesn't matter what they do a game they can make a game completely different from any zelda game ever made and it would still fit within the ten thousand years because they can do anything they want coming out may 12th yes um with an amiibo and some kind of box special edition box yeah um but just going by the whole like you know, I mean, the Ouroboros, that whole looping on yourself. And we know that Demise left the curse, but what if the curse was before and it looped back on itself? That would make a whole lot more sense, too, because it would just go back around and around and around and around and around and around. Um, unless the only other thing that would make sense, so this causes a few theories. Obviously, I have a whole, like, Twilight Kingdom oh. series, too. Oh, we lost Grim. Anyway, so I have a whole Twilight Kingdom uh, series, like, loop on itself, mm. but... Uh, the other thing what that happened there? that was oh. weird. Oh. Sorry, give me a second, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the only other thing would be is is since this is the same director that Skyward Sword, and he, and we got revealed the curse that Link is placed along with demise to re be Ron over and over again, which re reincarnation is going to be a big part of the theme of this game. I'm pretty sure, um, with Ouroboros showing up as a main symbol. So, what if this is the game that breaks that curse? that he kills demise at the end once and for all and he cannot come back and puts an end to the malice everything no. finally finally kills demise and stops him from corrupting and then that would leave room for a whole new bad guy which would be kind of cool yeah but that would also be the end of Link too which would not be cool no because i think <clears throat> i think link at this point um, has become such a part of the Triforce of Courage, I think he's infinite in general. Where if they break Demise's hold on the, on, the, on the Triforce of Power and the reincarnation of him, they can completely break that cycle, and he can never come back. Link will still come back, but he will not. I gotta, I gotta tell you, Nate, like, for a game that really doesn't have the lore you think it has, you really go in hard. <laughs> That's not even part of it. You don't even know how much lore Nintendo is real. I have like all the. No, but, but the Holy lore Nintendo shit. release is all retcon bullshit. Like they admitted, they admitted in like 2000 that there's no connection whatsoever to any Zelda. And then over the course of five years, they were harassed by fans like you. So they <laughs> made up some bullshit to connect it all. <laughs> we need reasons. Literally the truth. Uh, anyway, so. Um. But yeah, so which is kind of cool. Like, there's there's so much lore to the Zelda games. Like, you can just dive into so much more than this. It goes way way deeper. Well, you know what else goes deep? The Nintendo Direct. Oh. So they announced uh, April twelfth for the uh, and showed the like the I guess the last trailer for Zelda. Yep. Um, they announced the other uh, Mario Kart maps are coming and, out. And uh, Birdo's coming to the game. Oh, cool. Um, they announced Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm -hmm. Oh, now that I'll be, I'm down with because I I hate the motion controls of Metro Prime. So if you <clears> give me no motion controls, <clears> I'm yeah, in. dual stick. Yeah, I'm in. They also announced Nintendo Switch Online, Game Boy, and Game Boy Advanced. I don't care about that. So we, Advanced, so we knew about that because remember years ago we covered it on the podcast. Yeah, they were talking the, about the guy it. that got hacked into the code for the online service mm -hmm. and found the emulators already there. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, we knew uh, that was coming. It's coming out with Super Mario 3. I don't know why Super Mario Brothers 3 for it. It's, it, 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 it's, it's cropped differently. 
Huh. Uh, WarioWare, Kuru Kuru Kurin, Mario Kart Super Circuit. God damn it, keeps updating. <laughs> um, uh, any RPG stuff? I'm trying here. Hold on. Like uh, uh, Mario I Super Saga, Mario Super Saga, Mario and Luigi Super Saga, Legend Midish Cap, uh, Game Boy games, Tetris, Super Mario Land Two, Golden Six Golden Coins, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles, Game and Watch Gallery Three, Alone in the Dark, Metroid Two, Warrior Land, and Kirby's Dream Land. Still nothing on Dragon Quest. Uh... Three, I haven't three, seen three. that. They uh, Advanced Wars one and two is finally coming out so April twenty first. So you, yeah, you know the whole delay about that. They didn't want to release yeah. that during the Ukraine, like last year during when this was happening. They were delayed it because of that. Yeah. Fire Emblem Engage, Disney's Illumination, Splatoon three, Ghost Trick. Wow, that's an old game. Mm. Phantom Detective Promotional. That's an old game. Uh, oh, you fucker! They keep, it's one of those we we add as we no, see. You, I barely know her. <laughs> uh, Splatoon three. We got a Deca Police Ghost yeah. Trick, Dead Cells. You're getting a DLC. Yes, we're getting the Castlevania DLC. Yeah. Uh, freaking Samba de Amigo Party Central. Okay. I don't know what that is. Blade Chronicles 3 Volume 3 Expansion Pass. Stop it, Amigo is overrated, people. Can we stop? <laughs> uh, stop pretending like Stop Day Amigo was good. Yeah, a lot of people like it. That's what it is. Yeah, stop pretending. Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4? Pikmin. Pikmin, yeah. Pikmin? Pikmin, Pikmin yeah. Whatever. Yeah. July 21st for that. Okay. Yeah. Masha is our newest hero. Mosha. I don't know. Okay. Let's go. But that's it. Okay. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the question is like, once Zelda comes out, a lot of people are asking, what's the big game that Nintendo's going to really start pushing for the next direct? Is it going to be another Mario game? Because that would be the cycle. Well, IKEA. Well, I think IKEA. if it's if it's not if it's not Metroid. I'm hearing that this is the last big game for this Switch. For the Switch? Oh, okay. Could be. You never know. Who knows? Could be. Um, but I think it'll I think it'll cycle to Mario. Whatever the next big game, it'll be Mario, I think. I personally think it'll be another Mario game. But So when you had Metroid Prime on the GameCube, you didn't have dual analog sticks? Because that's what they're they're pushing. They're like, oh, you could use the uh, the right analog stick to move around. No, we didn't have dual analog sticks. Yeah, on the GameCube, you did. On the game, yeah, you game. Oh, never mind, you did. Yeah, wait, yeah, I'm thinking different. I'm thinking the freaking other one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because you had the C stick. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I'm confused about it, so I don't know. I I never played it, so I don't know how the controls were. It was. It's a good game. It's they really might be weird. It's a really good game. That's it, really cool. The Game Boy Advance stuff. That's really cool. And it says with its all. Different visors and lock-on ability mm. on the Switch. I don't know. The thing is, they won't get the, like. There's a lot of good RPGs on the Game Boy Advance. They probably won't get them because, well, actually, no, they will. Because if you ever, so this is a little hack everybody knows. So especially if you have a VPN or if you know how to do it, like you can change your account to be in Japan, and you will get a different set of games on your online service for game on the Switch. And I can tell you, there's a lot more RPGs. <laughs> Well, at the end, hold on. At the end of the video. Oh, here we go. 
There we go. I saw Fire Emblem on there. Oh, the original Fire Emblem? The Fire Emblem for Game Boy Advance. So wait. I'm going to mute for a second because I want to watch this trailer. So we got Metro... Mother... <laughs> Reloaded. <laughs> Reload. Ah... Uh... <laughs> we got Metroid Fusion, Kirby, Fire Emblem F Zero, mm -hmm. Golden, Golden Sun, Sun. Yeah, yep. nice. That's an awesome game. That's a really good game. And then it stopped. So that's it. That's a good RPG from the Game Boy Advance era. Um, cool. So, and obviously, I'm gonna have to review that trailer and uh, do another analysis at some oh point. Boy, here we go. But I'll probably wait till April when the last trailer comes out. That's not going to be the last trailer. This is going to be another trailer, you think? This is going to be one more trailer. All right. Um, one more big, big, long trailer, I'm pretty sure. And that's when I'll do my last analysis before the launch of the game. Nate's last analysis. Analysis. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's been the gaming portion of the podcast. Thank you everybody for checking us out. Be sure to stay for the second half. We're getting to tech. We're going to get into why The Walking Dead is still going on. I know. Yeah. 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 That's my reaction too. Well, I'm going to also get into chat GPT um, with Microsoft where Exorcist is getting a reboot by Bloomhouse. So I'm excited. So we'll get into that as well. Um, but before that, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor. Not that. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about our sponsor. <laughs> Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. If you want to check out Deadly Grounds Coffee, go buy some coffee. It's really, really good. I do recommend Hell's Fury. <laughs> it's a dark roast. It's really well done. Um, as you know, we are part of the Dorking Podcast Network, and there is a lot of really good podcasts on this network. Some of them are friends of ours that do a great podcast every week. We have Super Retro Throwback Reviews. We have Retro Doculus. We have Tales from the Sewer. And we also have really really good podcast I can't even talk today really good podcast by our friend Russ the weekly warpipe do you like retro video games 80s and 90s toys and have a love for nostalgia hi I'm Russ Lyman what's up guys I'm Jay the NES addict welcome to the weekly warpipe jump into the warpipe with us and go back to revisit all the awesome things from our childhood that's right every week we discuss something new like the hardest NES games or what it's like to get prizes out of cereal boxes what our top 10 toys were <laughs> battle beast no dude it was ninja turtles oh yeah Cowabunga. So be sure to check out the weeklywarpipe.com for more info. And we're proud to be a part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. That's right. You can join us every Saturday at 7 a.m. for new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or catch the video version on YouTube at the Weekly Warpipe channel. That's the Weekly Warpipe every Saturday at 7 a.m. The Weekly Warpipe.
Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you. And that's just a few of the podcasts on the Darkening Podcast Network. Remember, if you like what you hear on the Darkening Podcast Network, share it out to social media. Let people know, hey, go check the Darkening Podcast out. They got a lot of great podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from. But now on to technology. So before we get into chat GPT, just making news all over the place lately. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I know I was messing with it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, but before that, before that, what has everybody been checking out? What's everyone watching? Nothing because TV has become shit as of late. Cool. <laughs> you name me one good TV show in the last month. Month. Last good TV show in the last month, Poker Face. Nope. That is a great show. Holy shit! I'll get into that. In a I'll get into that in a minute. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but anyway, uh, what did I watch? Oh, I watched the 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 new uh, well, Black Panther two. Okay, it was okay. It wasn't like oh my gosh, it's awesome. It was good. Did you know it's the greatest movie ever made? It cured disease. Oh, did it? Oh man, it's oh. great. It, it was the end of COVID. Um. Then they uh, then I watched. Uh, it's called Lockwood and Company. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just weird. It's a. It just came out on Netflix. It's a. They're like in London. Mm-hmm. These people in and uh, they're like Ghostbusters, but they're they're kids. And basically, this thing happened years ago where the ghosts came about, but only kids up to a certain age can see them. So they're agent. They become agents, but their weapons are like a sword. Oh, and. And like uh, salt bombs, salt bombs get rid of them. Or it's it's really it's interesting. Okay, it's okay. It's not <laughs> it's not that bad, but okay, it, it was okay. Um, but uh, there's other things I watch I just can't remember. No. So I but, did, but 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 I did get this cool light. Yes, we got the corner light now. <laughs> got a little corner light thing going on. Yeah. So, That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing I did go see Missing, which was really good, but I really like Searching as well. So I knew I was going to like the movie anyway. Um, everybody doesn't know Searching and Missing are pot, our show, our movies that are shot like real movies, like real cinema cameras, everything else like that. And then they spend about 90% is in done post production. So the entire movie looks like it's being uh, shown through somebody's computer or someone's phone. And it's all done in post. Like they make all those effects and make it look like it's on a computer or on a phone in post, um, which is really it. It whole I can't imagine how long it takes to do this, um, but I commend them in general just putting in the work to do that. Um, but it was it was it was really good, and I was actually I was surprised I was surprised at the end. So I didn't catch the the twist. Um, I kind of caught the twist in searching a little bit, but I didn't completely I was close there. But this one I didn't catch it at all. Um, I, I knew one person was shady. I was like, no, that person's shady. I was right about that. But go see it. It's a really good movie, especially if you like searching. Um, 
um, I did have, before I get into Poker Face, which is obviously my new favorite TV show right now, um, I had, if anybody listens to this podcast and anybody who knows me, I had a Queen of the Dam moment. Mm-hmm. Okay? With uh, the, uh, the, the terrible show, The Mayfair Witches. <laughs> um, five episodes, six episodes in now. We're in six episodes. Okay? And I and it's like oh my god like it's it's ridiculous like when you take a series you go and write the series and you pretty much just go oh you mean there's a book really the only thing that's relevant about that close to the books um is that the main character is called Rowan and there's a house in New Orleans and and I think that's about it oh and Lasher is still a bad guy but like of course he is but like he wasn't supposed to be revealed until the end of the he wasn't supposed to be revealed until like the end of the first season. Like, I don't even know where they like the last episode was so off the rails and completely doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay, the lady that wrote this was like, you know what? I just want to write fan fiction about Rowan. Wait, wait, and I'm like, wait, 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 hold holy on. What are crap. you talking about? Stop. What are you talking about? We're talking about Mayfair Witches. Okay, let me see if I got this right. You're offended that they changed some aspects oh no no they not just some aspects they literally just said okay we'll have rowan and we'll have the house in new orleans i couldn't literally try to find things that correlate with the book and there's none okay (laughs) answer me this nate where do you get off defending the wheel of time tv series (laughs) yeah nate prick no no (laughs) this is nate being a hypocrite and i'm gonna stand up and say something all right because he Clearly, he loves the Mayfair witches, whatever the stupid crap. Actually, okay? well, no. Okay, so this is the thing. I was, I had the reason why I said I kind of had a Queen of the Dam moment because obviously, I in the Vampire Chronicles is absolutely my favorite book series of all time. I love that okay, series. My point, but, hey, but Nate, I'm not, is, but I'm not super Nate, invested in the Mayfair witches. Is, Nate, they touched your sweet spot. They hit you where it hurts. Your favorite book series and your favorite general area, and they fucked it up, and yet. You were totally fine with them doing the same exact thing to real time. To the point where you told Bazinga once that you thought I was what? What was it? Crazy? Or anyway. something like that? <laughs> so you anyway. told him at work that I was out of my goddamn mind? No. So, <laughs> yes. But okay. So, ah! I'm being a hypocrite, Nate. But I did agree. That, but uh, by the end of the first season of Wheel of Time, I said the last few episodes were a little like they weren't on the mark. They weren't, they weren't on the mark. Series was off the they mark. weren't on the mark. Um, completely off the mark dude they weren't on the mark at all like on the last couple episodes and even most any of them any, dude stop, any, stop come over to the right side man just admit it and even <laughs> brandon sanderson like came out and said yeah they were you know what i mean they weren't there so they ruined that into, I, I just find it funny i'm sorry nate's trying to explain this thing and i'm just finding it hilarious because they kicked me in the balls and nate was like you're overreacting and now someone kicked him in the balls and he's like well no it's it's funny because with the mayfair which is like i am ridiculous like there was okay so the one thing amc does which is really cool is after every episode they have the showrunner and they did this for interview the vampire tv shows too which is really cool to see his perspective and where he was going and how he was planning the episode out but the one thing that he would do at the end of every episode of interview the vampire he would actually refer to the exact spot in the book he was doing in the, every episode okay showing that they were just changing it they were moving this it was still the same plot that he cho- like it was it was neat to hear him explain it and go where his motives were which was nice this lady is just like oh this happened in this episode and this i'm like lady you literally just went oh there's a book oh i didn't know that finally <laughs> you come over to the, dark, um, to the side so of truth 
but where like these people it's... are not really fans of the shows that they're making. Well, no, and because you... of it, they shit all over them. Well, no, it's like this. So, in interviews of vampire TV shows, they took the time to make sure the period stuff was right. They made sure the accent was right. Uh, all the references were exactly on point to the time period. Everything was on there. Everybody spoke in a certain accent to where they were from. Everything was on point. And this, they're supposed to be New Orleans. No one speaks with a southern accent. Mm. Or, or you mean, or the Creole type accent. They don't have that. There's nobody on the show that does that. Um, well, it's offensive now, that, right? Wait, um. wait, wait. No, if you're offended by that, Nate, wait until you find out that 90% of Hollywood, when, when showing anything about the South have no clue what they're talking about because well, no, they just everybody yeah, but from the South. This is the thing, though. They do because AMC, it's the same people. Well, not all the same people. It's two different studios, but they're both owned by AMC uh, that produced the interview with the vampire. Yeah, uh, but you and, only uh, need one showrunner who knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and they, one who they doesn't. Sh they should have gave both the shows to this one guy who did interview the vampire. I don't know what happened. Like, I know there's no, and it's funny because one, I was looking on Reddit, one person's like, I tried to like this show. I got to the fifth episode, and it was like I'm in the middle of a divorce with an alcoholic, and I can't <laughs> let go. <laughs> and I was like, that's, Jeez. that's terrible. Uh, it's just so bad. And at this point, it's like, do I want to watch the last couple episodes just to see how far this train wreck goes? There's no way this thing's getting renewed. It is no way it's getting renewed. Every episode's rating is just dropping like a rock. Yeah, but it worse and worse. People are still watching it, dude. Um, I hear rumors that Velma might get renewed, and that's the. It already is. It's already been renewed for a second season. Mm, yeah, because people hate watched it, and it's the worst one of the worst TV shows ever made. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh. it, it's time you wake up and realize that Hollywood's a problem, and everything, TV industry, it's all a problem now because they all nobody actually does any writing. Well, around. Well, they I don't. I respect the material they're working with. Well, they do. They just don't speak up. Like I don't. I don't think we covered this on the podcast, but I was talking to uh, Bazinga about it. So the creator of the Cowboy Bebop TV show, well, the Netflix show, finally came out and said after he watched the first bit of footage way before it was done, he said, "This is yeah, not." Yeah, but that's he, because he didn't he, have the power to not do it. That's the point. You say they don't speak up, but it's because they don't have the power to do so because they're like they don't own their properties and they're called and told, "Hey." Can you guys come along and um, give us some, what do you call it, uh, free publicity? Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do free publicity for you, man. That's uh, fine. Yeah, but like, it's he's like he watched the first few footage and he was like, this is not Cowboy You Up. He's like, it's not. And this was way before any was announcement, any of the trailers, any of that. He's like, this is not Cowboy You Up. It's not. Yeah. It was so. It's the same thing now. Like it, it's a it's a cycle because there are people trying to claim that like the guy who created One Piece is in, is one hundred percent in control of the One Piece TV series. And I like my first response was, if that's the case, why did they why didn't they hire the right race for Luffy? Mm. Because Luffy is I is like in the, the show he's like island indigenous. Yeah, yeah. And this dude looks like he's from India. Oh. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, they they clearly didn't pay attention. Oh, but they did. No, if they did, they would have hired the correct thing for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. like use your head dude uh, yeah but anyway so real quick though poker face if you don't know so it's by the same creators of knives out and uh the sequel to it glass onion which was obviously i couldn't believe like that's the only sequel one of the only sequels i would say that's like three times better than the first one and i love knives out uh but glass onion just felt like an agatha christie novel like do you 100%. have to watch the full first one to understand the second one no no okay no because I haven't seen the first All one. you have to understand is that the second one 
is written poorly enough where it doesn't make any sense. Oh no, it's but the, people pretend it does. Oh, it's it's so good. It, it, it like it felt like an. Dude, remember, he said, "Dude, dude," he said, "Last Jedi." Remember, anyway, it felt if, Last Jedi was. Well, good, I've, I've been told it's it's the second the second was really good. It felt like an Agatha Christie novel. It really did feel like, and obviously that's what it's inspired by, uh, which was so awesome. And like obviously and they're going by the same they're they're kind of branching it seems like they're branching out which is poker face now into a tv show where um did you watch a russian doll yes so the main girl yeah she's playing the main girl in poker face um and she's being she's running from the mob and she stumbles into a different town um every episode and she basically solves a murder but you see the murder and how it happened before she arrives at the town murder she wrote um, and then she shows up at the town and she slowly, but it's done like an Agatha Christie novel, which mm. is really cool in that style. I love that, like Sherlock Holmes, this kind of style, uh, or uh, uh, Hercule. I love that kind of like detective style. Like, oh, it's it's such a good show. So and she she, oh, she just knows when they're lying. Yeah, right? she's she's a she's a human lie detector, um, and that's why she's on the run from the mob because she busts the mob, mm-hmm. um, and she gets them. She basically almost shuts down one of their casinos, and they're out to kill her cool so <laughs> uh it's a really really good show and there's a race it's and there's a race and there's the funniest episode like, i think is the second episode there's a racist dog <laughs> okay <laughs> again again like i said i can't i if nate said it's good it's probably bad oh it's so good it's so because good. nate's track record is absolutely terrible it's so good i mean he told me he told me that i can never trust anything he says because he said last jedi was good <laughs> Sorry, what was it? One of the best movies ever made. It, it still is. It still is one of my favorite movies. No, it really is. I love that movie. Anyway. I could make a film of me humping a tree, and it would, <laughs> work. It would be a better movie. Oh my God. People would be watching this movie and go, wow, he really captured the essence of, essence of humping that tree. It, 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 and it won't be called Grim Humps a Tree. It'll be called The Day That Never <laughs> Ended or something. What? It'll be called Still Better Than, than The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Jeez. Uh, oh, okay. So, chat GPT, if you don't know, it's AI software. Um, it's the beginning of the end. That's what it is. It's AI software that can pretty much do write anything for you, which is kind of cool. Um, I was messing with it, um, asking it random things, and it was it was crazy. It was like having a real conversation. Like it's pretty freaking smart, like for AI. Um, so I am quite impressed. Um, like I had a lot more fun with the art ones, but the art ones are going to come to an end very soon. I'm pretty sure. Why? Um, Why would they come to an end? Because they obtained a lot of that data they used to pull from the internet by. Um, claiming it they were doing it under research which was fine which was legally fine you can go ahead and claim copyright material if you're doing it for research okay so it wasn't actually making those images it no was it was from copyright well no it, okay so it scans the internet oh okay. and it scanned a lot of copyright material mm-hmm. to make those images um so that's where you don't have any fun man that's where it's getting into it's going to come to an end pretty soon because they they obviously illegally kind of up not illegally but once the once those grants and stuff are taken away well those things are not going to work so much anymore because they will not be able to use that data Mm -hmm. so that'll come to an end um but chat tpt is going strong (laughs) it's it's also a terrible mess um so chat so a cousin to chat gpt uh i forget the name of the software is called 
but being made by Microsoft and it's going to be added to Bing and it's going to be claimed to be the next big kind of like search engine race has started with this because they're going to use it to optimize. And the last big optimization for search engines was Google. Mm -hmm. So this could be the next jump on who has the next best search engine by using chat GPT AI. Well, yeah, but a lot of the companies are laying people off in replacement of this stuff. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's very true because this thing can just write up a script for you if you need it. And didn't that guy get fired for saying this? No, he said the AI was sentient. It's, like, it's going to oh. get a lot worse. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll talk about this off he, air. <laughs> he I said got stuff to tell you that's hilarious he, about Chappie. This, this yeah. uh, AI program yeah, and its he, lack of morals and its utter it, it, actual stupidity that it has going for it. Yeah, it, it has, the, was it Deep Mind? it's called? Yeah, he was claiming that it's sentient and all the other shit. And they were like, okay, guy, um, why don't you go uh, have a chat with the guys at the funny farm? <laughs> which was true it's not sentient. it's not even close to sentient yet um we're still years away and uh, as of right now like one of the big futurists that and he stuck to his theory that kurzweil is that we'll we'll reach the singularity around 2028 that's not that far away it's not that far away <laughs> but you think how fast it accelerates so it's like, well, that's not good though <laughs> um so and that's when we'll actually create artificial then that's when we're screwed <laughs> Um, so in general, Microsoft will pour $10 billion into OpenAI, uh, the maker of ChatGBT. That represents the deeper financial commitment to the challenging Google in search since the last of Bing 13 years ago. I didn't realize it has been 13 days. Damn. Anyway. Microsoft Chief Executive Officer uh, Sadia Nadella? Nadia? Nadella? Anyway. Call just them. don't go with names, man. Just... <laughs> You're bad with names, bro. I know. Uh, uh, the first day of the new race <laughs> in an interview of the on the Bloomberg on Tuesday. So yeah, it's going to be a new race. And on Wednesday, uh, Google's search boss uh, described the search engine as the biggest moonshot for the company, despite being nearly 25 years into the business. Mm. The the perfect search remains exclusive uh, because people expectations on how to engage with information as well as teach that enhanced search is constantly changing oh so yeah because it's a very it's an evolving internet and people evolve trends evolve all that kind of thing evolve um so it's it's going to be interesting especially when you have a search engine that can interact with you what you're actually looking for mm. It's like talking to a person because you put into a search engine and gets you didn't get back exactly the same data yeah but that's not how it's going to work you know um, right so um, hopefully it'll make searching a whole lot better because some searching, even like the thing that's sad is that despite there being so many search engines, Google's has an algorithm that works. Yeah, but it's it's not going to work the way they're telling you it's going to work um, because Google's going to Google's going to basically the search engine will curate what they feel you're allowed to search for well no that's based on advertisement that was already revealed like that's based no, that, on... no it's not gonna be based on advertisement dude the type of company that google is given their their stance on everything political they are going to tell you what you can and cannot see well no it's but... not going to be like you tell it what to look for you're going to tell it what to look for and if it doesn't approve of what you're looking for you're not going to see it I, I, I would say the thing I've never been able to not find anything through Google most of the time yeah, I can find now. it. 
Great. Um, First of so, all, no, that's not true because they curate now. But I mean, yeah, right now. But their goal is to build one where they can curate, one hundred percent. Well, no, because they were it's already they were they, they were already called out for that. So I don't think they're going to go that route. They were already gone to court for that. They can't do that. They're insane if you think they won't go for that. <laughs> yeah, but they like you're absolutely insane if you believe that they are not going to do that. They're going to curate based on you, who you are, and give you no. what you want. Um, that's how the curation is going to happen. That's how it's supposed to happen. And if they go beyond that, they can end up in court again. Um, so that only matters if the if the law is being enforced and it. It hasn't been for the big tech for a while. Well, like tech has not been following any laws, dude. They've hmm. been in court multiple times because they're not following laws. Did you not read the Twitter files? The amount of laws the Twitter file, like Twitter, broke over the last like ten years. No, oh, yeah, and yeah. none of them are going to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a matter. Like, it's of, insane. Well, it's a matter of the times and us rewriting the laws to like fit our new world. Is what it comes down to, and you mean enforcing those laws and rules. So that's not really what writing the laws. The law, the laws don't need to be rewritten. Stop telling people what they can and cannot do on the internet. It's that simple. <laughs> well, there's that too. But like some of the laws, like the thing is though, um, but we do have to have committees. We have to decide on these laws. We have to vote on these laws. What do we want in the book? Stuff like that. Because you got to think, uh, 200 years ago, whatever laws were written had no clue about the internet or computers or anything like that. They have no clue how that would affect society. No, 100% freedom of speech. That's all there is to it. Um, so. It's not really debatable, but let's not debate it. I'm just pointing out that if you think Google is going to be like nice and honest about how they curate shit with their new engine that they're building, you are insane. <laughs> they're going to do everything they can in their power to control it. To control people and what they see and what they do because that's yeah i don't know we'll see what happens uh with the google's just one of those companies with the chat gpt i'm interesting where that's gonna go <laughs> okay I so i was really <laughs> i was really cool to see this as an article this next one because i watched this video the day it premiered okay from glasses this? what's this? no i don't even know what you clicked on well, you, you i didn't post that because i just clicked on my link that's what it gave me no <laughs> that is not what it gave you Yes, you clicked is. on something. I don't know what you clicked on. Oh. Should we get there? The Ars Technica. Yep. Anyway, um, I was really cool to see this as an actual article because I saw this video the day it went up because by one of my favorite YouTubers, Glasses, uh, who does nothing but keyboard mod videos, but he's actually, he adds a lot of comedy into it and stuff, which is a lot, it's funny. And uh, I, so my favorite video is when he reviewed the PewDiePie keyboard. That was hilarious. Um, and he, so he wanted to, this video started with, he wanted to, he called up Razer the, and basically said, because they have this giant keyboard at their Singapore office, right when you walk in, this huge keyboard, mechanical keyboard. And he was like, can, do you have another one? Can I buy one? And they basically said no. There, I know there's another, there is a giant keyboard you can buy at like, no, there is a, shorts. yeah, there's, there's, this there, big. there's the Red Dragon one. Yeah. You can buy. Is that what it is? Red yeah. Dragon? It's the, it's the version, it's the keyboard that Grim has, except it's giant. Mm-hmm. Um, that Red Dragon sells Because they had, like, a basketball player buy it, and he's, like, you know, seven foot tall with hands twice yeah. my size. This thing's way bigger. Well, Be I, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> this thing is bigger than the Razer one, which was the biggest one. Oh, okay. Because after he couldn't buy it, he's like, you know what? I'm going to make my own. Mm -hmm. So he had all these parts 3D printed and sent to him. I think a lot was PCB way. I don't remember who the other ones were. How but do you 3D print something this big, though? You can get anything 3D printed now. That's I, a, that's how big is that printer? Uh... <laughs> Um, 
have you seen? Okay, so we are not, that a bunch of pieces put together. So we're not far from a company called David Standard. Uh-huh. They have some of the biggest 3D printers in the damn world. Oh, they're huge. <laughs> um, so yeah, and yeah, that's two pieces of aluminum that he had to have 3D printed in two different steps, and then he had to have the keycaps 3D printed, had to have the switch parts 3D printed. Everything had to be 3D printed, um, and then attach even the it's a custom. Uh, PCB board that he had to actually have custom made. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because the video, some of the parts didn't fit. So two of the guys in the group are sitting there with a freaking Dremel outside, reshaving some of the pieces, all of these pieces, so they fit properly. Then they had to use hot glue. And it was like down to like the wire because they had to get this together by the time it was shipped off to I forget what convention uh, they were going to. But basically, he was showing it off at something, and the guys that were coming there to actually uh bring it there were about there and they were like at last minute like putting this thing together so they actually followed the van down and actually at the event they finished putting this thing together um because it was like they ran into so many problems because the problem like usually with 3d stuff 3d printed stuff you'll you have to sand it down a little well bit. no you have to you ha- usually it takes two or three prints to where your measurements are correct because you have to keep on recalibrating and go, okay, I'm off like this many millimeters or centimeters uh, and then reprint it. But he really couldn't do that. He had to go send all these like, hey, I need this, this, and this printed. And he had all that printed, but none of it was, he just had to go by his his first measurements, which obviously they're not going to be completely correct. They were all off by a little bit. So they had to obviously make modifications. Um, and it costed him $14,000. I'm not sure how much he made in sponsorship on this video. He probably made quite a bit, but I don't know if he made. How clicky are these keys? Oh, they're super clicky. <laughs> oh, my God, they're clicky. They look like blue switches. <laughs> yeah, they're giant blue switches. Um, and it, they're super loud. Kudong, 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 yeah. Kudong. Oh, yeah, him getting that because they couldn't get that freaking uh, the space bar to uh, work properly because it was just – it was it's too big to – use the same kind of stabilizer so they had to kind of figure out a method how to balance it properly coat hangers um <laughs> and it was funny because he held up the uh space bar compared to just a regular keyboard and the space bar is almost bigger than a regular key- like pretty much bigger than a regular oh, keyboard. just the is. space bar alone yeah just the space bar it's twice as long as a regular keyboard yeah and almost as wide just <laughs> it's insane how big this thing was um but yeah, I suppose the video was really well. Yeah, he had to do this. So he was trying to figure out, like, because the spring, because it wouldn't come back up, is what was happening oh. uh, with the space bar. And so he decided to combine two springs together and see if it would work. It didn't work. Oh, it looks like it stuck. <laughs> it did, yeah, it stuck. So he had to go to, he, had, he went and did one and a half springs instead. Oh, okay. And that worked. Um, and it seemed to have the thing. And obviously, then they had to use, I don't know if they ended up using Gorilla Glue or Hot Glue. To put the switches on in the back with the, because they weren't, they wouldn't fit over, the 3D printed ones wouldn't fit over the actual switch. Huh. Um, and then obviously soldering all these pieces back together, which probably wouldn't be that hard because it's giant soldering. It's not like micro soldering, um, but I'm sure it took a while still. Yeah, it's a little annoying. It's, it still took a little bit, which we'll be doing in a video because we're going to be repairing Mr. Johnny's keyboard uh, yeah. uh, and modding it as well. We got to look at that switch too. Yeah, that'll be easy to fix. Uh, we'll get that up. We're going to replace switches anyway. No, so. the Switch. The Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah, the Nintendo Switch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as you can see, it's it was a fully working keyboard, which is crazy. Like, this thing must weigh so damn much. Well, if uh, it was aluminum. Um, well, no, it still like, took two of them to carry it. 
Well, I know. What I'm saying is if it was aluminum, yeah, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that size, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, but it's really, really cool. If you're into mechanical keyboards and modern mechanical keyboards, or you just liking the fun videos that are kind of funny, go check out Glasses. He's a great, great YouTuber. Uh, he just does custom keyboards. That's all he does is custom modern keyboards. Um, and he has a lot of, like, pizzazz to it. Like, one he does, how can I type 100, was it 100 words per minute while in a car going over 200 miles an hour? How do you test that? <laughs> because his friend owned, like, a sports, crazy sports car, and they went on a track. Um, and he was in the passenger seat of his laptop typing while his friend was going over 200 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, his videos. Yeah, go check out Glasses. Um, anyway. So. Glasses with an R. Yes. <laughs> glasses with an R. <laughs> okay. So. The Walking Dead. So. But he doesn't know. So there's a spinoff series with Daryl coming. Okay. Nobody Not cares. So, yeah, exactly. That's why I brought the title. It wasn't to talk about how great this series could be, how awesome I can't wait for it. No. So I remember when this first was being conceived and the girl who plays Carol, I can't remember her name offhand, um, she was asked to be in the series and she said, no, I am done playing this character. Pretty much. You can find someone else. Um, wait, are you trying to claim that the show would be successful if she was on it? No, no, no. I'm saying a lot of the actors are done with the show. They're, they don't want to be a part of it anymore. The show was dead eight seasons ago. It dude. was. It was. But they probably signed contracts linking them for that many seasons. That's the problem. Um, the thing is, though, why? The, well, granted, the problem, I think, with Norman Reedus, he hasn't done anything too many other things else outside of Walking Dead. Now he's, like, super tight cast as this character. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, the, why the hell is he still playing this character? Is he just doing it to do it? Maybe he's just prepping. Prepping? <laughs> he's prepping for, for, for when it happens. Oh my God. He's going to be the next, uh, co-star in, uh, The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, the thing, like, it's just like, I saw this article and I was like, oh yeah, I, I am not going to cover the fact that this is coming out. I'm going to cover the fact of why is it coming out? Why? What happened, ever happened to them making a movie? There was supposed to be three movies. And I haven't heard anything else about that. And what's his name? Because he they just were gonna walked find away, out, right? They were going to do three movies based on where Rick went. Yeah. And he, he never comes back in this finale yeah. or nothing. And then there. Okay. So the talks now is that there's going to be a Rick and Michonne movie going to come out. But I don't know how true that's going to be. But they never brought him back when he left. He never. He wasn't even in nope. the season Jesus finale. Eric, wow. People, can I explain something to you? The show was better when it was about Rick and the group. Yeah. It became worse when they start when and Michonne was cool when she first came in. The show got worse when they started focusing more on him and fucking Michonne than on the characters people cared about. And then they killed his son. And it's a dead show. Oh yeah, yeah it, was, show. it was. It was dead. The show stopped being good after like season four. Yeah, it's oh and my. it's depressing because I love that show. Yeah, the thing is though too, the thing that sucks is that. So I liked uh, Fear the Walking Dead, up until the showrunner that did the Walking Dead started doing Fear the Walking Dead. Then Walking Fear the Walking Dead got terrible, hmm. and I stopped watching that. It's like this guy is terrible at his job. Why are you letting him take over other shows? Uh, I can tell you right <laughs> now that uh. failing upward is a thing. You know who Mindy is, right? Mindy. No. 
the worst character on The Office. Oh, wait. Mindy. You mean Velma? No, yeah. Mindy. I, I watch. <laughs> well, that's the end line. I watch she, Office quite a bit. I don't know a character named Mindy. No, her, her character name is something else. Her she's, name is She's Mindy. the Indian girl that's just like obsessed. Oh, oh, Kelly. Yeah, she went from being shit on that show to being shit on another show to being a shit on her own show to having her own fucking animated show, and none of them have been good. Well, no, but Kelly was just like a comic. I, 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 I like I appreciate her place in the office. She's a comic relief, and she does well at that. But, I think. Yeah, but that's the point, Nate. She went from that to failing at two TV shows to failing at her own animated show, hmm. failing upwards. You say, how is that guy directing? She's a director now. She wrote and directed the new fucking the new Scooby Doo show. Oh, without Scooby Doo, upwards, they, these people make it no matter how bad they are because the the industry has changed. It's not about quality anymore. And, Have you seen the gifts going around about the new Ant Man show? No, new Ant Man movie. Mm -mm. The the anim the CG looks like it belongs in a movie from twenty years ago. Oh. <laughs> Because Disney has gotten worse at everything they do when it comes to quality. Quality has gone down because they're mass producing this shit for the clapping seals that watch it. That's why you're getting a new Norman Reedus show. You're getting a Norman, Re Norman Reedus Walking Dead show, and he's great. It might be good, but I guarantee you it will be less quality and nowhere near as good as the original Walking Dead. Oh yeah, no, I know. The thing is, they they got none of the none of the original actors are willing to do another show. Like they're all gone. He's the only one. And Velma is terrible. And I'm what I'm the reason they got they got renewed because I watched it. To, just, I watched it because like, of how bad it was to see how much worse it would there, get. There was something else Quality I heard. That, control doesn't exist anymore. Oh, there was so something bad. else that was terrible that got renewed recently. I forget the hell it was. There was another show. Also, real quick, I don't know. screw you, Bazinga. I asked you for RPGs, and you did not tell me that they freaking announced Bite and Kento's one and two remakes. You did not. That wasn't Remastered. on the that wasn't on the list I was looking at. Oh. Bite Bite and Oh God, does that mean they're only coming out in Japan? It might be only in Japan, but that's like I said, you can do that. You can actually change your switch to be in that region. If you can't read it, does it matter? Uh Lord Kenji. <laughs> yeah, Kanji. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow I'll do that. I'm mentally saying "fu's" to you so hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, these yeah. games are underrated classics, dude. Yeah, I, what the hell was that show? There was another show that I watched that was absolutely terrible, and I was like, "How's?" I was like, "This show's never gonna get renewed." I don't even remember what it was. That's how bad the show was. And then I read somewhere it was renewed like last week, and I was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was like, 1899 is not renewed, but this shit is renewed. Are you kidding me? Uh, eight... <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, 1899. I tell you one show I did watch that was really good, and I'm I'm enjoying uh. the other one, and that is 1883, and I'm enjoying 1923. 1923, I heard, is a freaking amazing. I haven't watched 1883 it. 1883 was good. Yeah. Oh. And yes, 1923 is very good. A little confusing yeah. because they they jump they mess around with what characters are who. Yeah. So it took me and me and Aaron a few minutes to try to figure out who was who. We're like, yeah. wait, is this the little kid from the other one or what? No, it's a brother that wasn't in the. Other. I don't. Whatever. So did anybody else see the SNL skit? Okay. From Mario Kart. Didn't Not even that. Much. This was probably the best SNL in like the last 15 years okay pedro pascal is phenomenal 
Man, yeah. Tony Camper and I watched it. Oh my God, we watched freaking the Wing Pit. Yeah, we were crying, we were gagging, we were laughing our asses off. <laughs> Chirax, the chicken god of death, yeah, yeah, is, is, god of death. Is, is oh hell, <laughs> chicken god. I, we, we were dying. I I love the Mario one. The Mario one like too. From the makers of The Last of Us. I yeah. didn't laugh at all at the Mario. Thing. Oh, the Mario one was great. <laughs> but the what wing, is this chicken god of death? Uh, the wing pit. The wing pit. It's fucking hilarious. The problem is SNL has so many untalented people on there. Now. Oh, yeah. This, no, this, but, one, this one was good. Pas- Mario, yeah, Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Pascal did absolutely great. I love it. And then the one um, where it's there- a me, a Mario. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he did Amadio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was one where they were at uh, a restaurant, and this this girl was cutting cutting steak. Yeah. And the, the table was going like this the whole time, and he was completely breaking character. He was cracking up the whole time. Oh, jeez. It was, it was great. Uh, <laughs> it was it was really good. Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised for like an SNL skit. The CG actually wasn't bad at all for the uh, Mario they, one. They put a lot of production into that. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it was pretty good. Yeah, I was like wow. Well, what if we die? Well, this little guy's gonna come and pick us up with a fishing hook and uh, put us back on track. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, the wing pit though. Uh, he he was sending that to everybody he knows. Tony, he was. Uh, uh, I'm waiting for them to make Chirax the Chicken God of Death on Etsy or something. Probably. So it's, so, it's gonna be somewhere. Yeah, I, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Oh man. <laughs> oh, it, oh man. It so, was funny as hell. And speaking of Chicken God of Death, all fear the crab cat. I don't know what that is. Because we got shouted out on the show with a crab cat, which is the Y files. Oh, I don't know what a crab cat is. <laughs> Um, it's so the Y files. Obviously, he just goes on and he basically he's he mostly just debunks conspiracy theories. Okay, okay, um, which is why I like it. I love the show. Um, and the Y files is obviously a play off the X files. That's why he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Y is a letter Y, and okay. he's going to be doing the What files pretty soon, mm-hmm. which is going to be based on true crime. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the Y files like that. He basically talks about these stories and like when something like random comes up or. Like where a, someone might enter a punchline, or um, that he has like this fish, this goldfish, right? That he has that's animated, which is I don't know who it's who's doing the voice. He doesn't reveal that. There's probably one of his friends or something that does the voice for it. Basically, reacts with like crazy conspiracies or like like perverted jokes and shit all out of the blue. And he kind of like he, he like rolls his eyes at the at the fish because the fish is like absurd kind of thing. It's just to add some banter back and forth. Um, and one of the things, he, and one of the things he said was, uh, "No, I fear the crab cat. I dream of <laughs> kind of thing." One episode, and now he says it constantly. And he has a mug that you can buy that says "Fear the Crab Cat." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun show, and he does like a f- live stream uh, after every uh, uh, every video he puts up, uh, where he talks to the community and stuff, and he will shout out like people and stuff uh, that I watch and been watching his channel and stuff, which is kind of cool. So we were on there. That's and that's where we picked up some subscribers. So, but anyway. So what? close to 800. Yeah, we are. I know. If only we were gaining subscribers as fast as we were gaining followers on TikTok. 774. Well, if your, if your opinion of movies would change and you weren't fans of bad ones, we'd get way more followers. But uh, Maybe you should wear your, your, your red glasses more. Yeah, I do. Some reason they like that. That video, like, that's crazy how well that video is doing. I don't get that. Oh, well. I don't want to appeal to hipsters. Please don't. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm enough to lean into the character Morpheus slash Dracula. Mm-hmm. Dracomorphia. I don't know where they got disconnect from. Oh well. Anyway, 
<laughs> this last topic real quick. So the Exodus reboot filming update seemingly shared by Jason Bloom. Um, so Jason Bloom shares a seemingly major update of filming for the Bloomhouse production of the Exorcist reboot, suggesting it may be may have passed a production milestone. The reboot of the franchise will return to the world of the William Peters uh, Blintley House oh, novel, well, the original novel, uh, with the Halloween's David Gordon Green uh, helming the production, which is awesome. Uh, Bloomhouse Productions, the Exorcist starts. Uh, stars uh, Leslie Odom Jr., which is as father who desperately searches for someone to help him when his daughter is possessed by an ancient spirit, uh, leading him to uh, Chris McNeil uh, with Ellen uh, Burstein, Burstein uh, reprising the role of the character she first played in the original 1973 film. So, this I I am I'm I have no clue what this film is. So. The Exorcist. Oh, I didn't hear you say Exorcist, dude. They're doing a reboot of The Exorcist. Not excited at all. Oh, I'm excited. Like the the thing is with The Exorcist, it was it was groundbreaking for its day, which is why it was rated up till like a last like whatever Hereditary oh, was like two years ago when Hereditary came out, the scariest movie made of all time. Um, and and. To its credit, it did at the time. The effects and stuff were yeah, pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, they're not going to do it right, dude. Were pretty groundbreaking. Um, but nowadays, we have so much more ability to make things way better. Um, and with Bloomhouse at the helm, Jason Bloomhouse, there's only one movie that I would question him about if I ever met him because that's one person I'd love to meet. And I've read like his book and stuff, like about being a producer and stuff. Like he he is great because what he does. He finds talent of people that want to make movies, and he basically just lets them do their thing. He doesn't criticize them. Um, he doesn't judge them. He doesn't. He lets them if they want to tell a story, whatever way they want to tell that story, he'll let them tell that story, uh, which is awesome. And I would say if you if you want to know, I think personally the thing the best thing he ever produced, uh, and probably some of the best hard, two of the best horror movies I've ever seen, uh, Creep and Creep Two absolutely amazing um and what's funny i think the one thing that's weird i like about it so much is because um the guy who plays the main like kind of killer he looks i can't remember the actor's name but he, uh, he if you saw him side by side next to steve carell he, they they could be twins so like watching it all i can imagine is, like steve carell is like a serial killer mm-hmm. which is kind of funny <laughs> especially if you watch the office <laughs> so um, yeah. remakes are all, almost always bad. I don't yeah, trust well, no, but I, I love you. Don't need you don't need a bunch of tech to make The Exorcist good. So you saying that like you can do so much more now doesn't make any sense because you can make a movie good without all that shit. You can, but you if you want to capture the original, how all the effects from the original movie, you can do it so much better nowadays. Um, nah. way better. Um. And the fact that, like, Bloomhouse in general, like, I absolutely loved the Halloween trilogy. Despite what uh, critics were saying about the third one, I liked the last one. It was really yeah, well done. Yeah, but not one of those movies was ter- scary. No, but they, well, I don't know. They well, were they were laughable. They were, I loved those movies. Like, if it, it no, captured. They were, it, they were good movies, but they were laughable because you, not, at no point was I creeped out at all. I don't like, know. Yeah, but I really wasn't creeped out. Like I've, I'm not, I'm not creeped out at slashes. I think the last time I was creeped out at slashes was when I was like ten years old. So you, ju- you just said 
You just said they did these excellent Halloween movies, but they're they're horror movies, but they're not scary. And you're excited for them to do The Exorcist. Well, no, but they're not scary like they to not me. Scary. But like, I know people that I work with that said the Halloween movies are some of the scariest movies I've ever seen. The new ones. They are weak people. Um. So. Like, holy crap. Most modern horror movies are not scary. It's all about tension that makes them creepy. Well, yeah, but that's... The right that's, level of tension. And that's why Hereditary is now labeled the scariest movie no, of I all time. I watched that movie and I did not get creeped once. No, sorry, once. If Hereditary is the right one I'm thinking of, at the very end with the shadowy figure in the kids' room was a little creepy looking. The rest of that movie was not creepy. Well, no, the, so they measure um, scariest movie by how fast people's heart rate go up. Um, yeah, but this dude, building like unnervousness because you know a kid a kid is about to die is not creepy. It's not scary. It's simple tactics. Like, yeah, your heart rate goes up when you see the kid choking in the car because you know the kid's about to no, die. No, that's not where the heart rate went up. So the heart rate went up when they had after the kid gets his head ripped off and the guy's just sitting in his car like, oh fuck, what do I do? And he isn't saying anything. He's just staring ahead. People's heart rate went as high as like 160 beats per minute. Yeah, that's not scary, dude. That is manipulation. That's like when you do a, a you do a a, a a a movie, and you kill like Disney, where they intentionally kill the parents of the of the kid in every freaking movie, mm -hmm. because they know it's gonna draw an emotional reaction. That is not scary. You you watch the kid get its head ripped off, and your heart rate raced. Not because you're scared, but because you're like, man, that would be messed up if that happened to my kid. It's manipulation. It's the, it's just a snick. Like all you're doing is proving that that movie's not scary. Well, no, you, I think you're, I think you're trying to split hairs a little much because the same sensories that go off in your brain are the same things that like are like, oh, if my kid was this, that's the part of your brain that gets scared of things. That's the same thing going off. It they, they it it's a simple way to terrify someone, and you can write to get much more feel of creepiness and uneasiness than just going if we write if we base this around this kid, people people have kids, they'll be scared because it's a kid. Yeah. Well, no. So say no, but like you're imagining if you're that kid's like you put you in the shoes of if you were that if you were this guy if you were this kid's yeah, brother they, they who just killed like if you just killed your sister how would you react? Take the kid out of the equation. Put any other fig figure that isn't a kid in that scene, and all of a sudden you're you're way less unnerved by it. Well, yeah, but the that's reason what, why you're unnerved is because they put a little kid in that. Well, situation. no, because for me, like when I was watching, I was like, I was putting myself in his shoes. Like, if I was just driving down the street and I accidentally just ripped my sister's head off, how the hell am I going to explain that? It would still, it would, you would feel less creeped by that scene if the kid was the same age as, as her brother. The reason why it got you is because it was a kid, and that's why they picked the kid for the entire situation. Well, yeah, it was because they knew it would make the scene that is generally not creepy at all just unnerving. Well, yeah, but it that's... made it way worse because it was a kid. Yeah, but that's like what makes like the Blair Witch Project so unnerving. Like it, it did well, really the well. Is um, a joke. Did dude. really well. Same I thing. laugh at that movie. The that same movie thing. was not creepy. Same thing. The, the actors even make it said they were scared. Uh, That's stupid. Um, and same thing with like. Come Pen on, Bazinga, back me up. That movie and, was not scary. And same thing oh, with like. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Is the biggest bitch in here when it comes to horror movies. You don't watch any of them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so same thing with Paranormal Activity. I saw Blair Witch. I saw Blair Witch. I was creeped out. I said, Nick, do you want to play Dark and Darker with me and Bazinga at one point? And he said, Bazinga's gonna play that. 
because he knew you're afraid of shit. Well, when you go to hell, it's scary. It, it, it's pretty fucked up, but yeah. Um, and obviously the it, the creep factor. That's all that Skin Marink is. Is the creep factor? That's the whole movie. Is the buildup of tension and just seeing the same thing over and over again. It's that slow buildup. Um, it's crazy how well that is doing. Mm-hmm. The Skin Marink movie, like it, like holy shit. Like I think. Yeah, they passed a million like not that long yes. ago, and they're going like they're doing really well. Holy crap! But like I said before, there's no way they the spent, elephant show. They spent fifteen thousand on that movie. There's no goddamn way. <laughs> they just added up everything they ever bought. <laughs> That's all they did, and every meal they ever bought while shooting a film. Oh, it cost this much? No, it didn't. <laughs> um. No, I, I'm, I watched Hereditary, and it did not get get me at all. I it think was a well made movie. It just I was just like yeah, none of this is crazy. Um, Except and, for the part with the old with the guy because you could hardly see him and he kind of just faded in. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's some good directing there. But yeah, um, the thing that was sad about that though is because I was so excited for Midsummer and Midsummer was just like that was it. It like the whole movie was shock factor. I was like, there was ba- there wasn't much of a storyline. Um. Um, besides, like, just, like, grabbing random pieces of old Norse mythology and, like, throwing it into a weird, like, cult that sacrifices people and shit. Wait, um, did I tell you I watched a movie called Fall? Fall? There's Falling Down. That's a good no, movie. No, I, I, okay, <laughs> it's been two weeks. So I did watch a movie called Fall, and it was, it's a thriller tension building movie about two girls that climb a cell tower the highest cell oh tower in I, I would have been browsing i saw that check it out dude that was good okay it's not terrifying unless you have a fear of heights but like they basically get stuck up there and they oh is that the one that they're stuck out at yeah, the yeah. stupid tower yeah. it yeah. was good but, dude the tower the tower is like five miles up or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like whenever they actually give you a seat like they don't ever show a down view they show it like three times and the three times they show you the down view they do it at such the right time that if you have a fear of heights you shit you go oh, oh. so if you want to shit <laughs> i'll just go to the bathroom <laughs> anyway <laughs> so just use the bathroom it's a toilet it's a room no so look up on youtube i always sucked into this rabbit hole one day there's a guy that used to just tear down old chimneys in england okay <laughs> And he hand climbed these chimneys, and these things are like miles in the sky. He was just no cabling, nothing, just doot, 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 wow. way up there and take them down. I have a friend that brick by brick. He repairs the 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 power windmills. Yeah, those big things. But they have cables. This guy just did it freehand. That's crazy. I was like, this guy is crazy, and he never died, never fell. Did it for years. Wow. I'm like, how? Well, essentially, that's Oof. what these people do. They climb these towers Oof. and change the lights out. Yeah, because it, for planes and stuff. But yeah, like it's it's a good movie. There's some great twists in it that really blow your mind because you don't see them coming, and that's what's good about it. Mm. I think you would enjoy it, Nate. The, but the, I'll the check tra- it out. You have a fear of heights. I'll check like, it out. The trailer no, for I'm that was on like all it, the time. I'm not someone who gets scared easily by any movies, really. But I don't like heights, like to a certain point terrifying and i was on the edge of my seat because of that 
I'm like, what are you? Do? Why? Why? And we go on the roof at work. <laughs> that, that roof's not bad. The the worst. It's not even the roof. That's the problem. It's climbing into the, up. Because <laughs> like when you're trying to walk it. Oh yeah, you're trying to do both at the, the same time. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, isn't that bad? Because I usually just push my back against the wall and just hold myself there. Mm. But anyway, this has been the Talking Gaming in Tech podcast. Hope you're excited for the next Exorcist movie. Well, the reboot there. I'm excited for it. And if you have to shit yourself, you know where to go. The Exorcist movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not going to be scary, so. Um, but yeah, and be sure to go check out our TikTok, Tech Prime Media. We have a tech tree, tech link tree thing everywhere. Go check it out. We have things everywhere. We have a new video coming up that's going to be rebuilding a computer that was dusty as shit and back to normal and off to Mitch, um, along with some new shorts about some RGB wheels. No, it's very different. It's weird to say. RGB. RGB wheels. So <laughs> remember, in two weeks, we will be back here doing this podcast. And be sure to check out the Darkening Podcast Network. There's tons of podcasts out there. And definitely be sure to go check out the weekly war pipe and for the latest and greatest in game and tech tech bright media everyone and we will see you next time oh. are you off the area nope hold on <laughs>